0: This podcast episode has our BCEN friend, Rebecca, you can call her Becca, Simon joining us. Becca has worked for 14 years in the pediatric ED at Anne and Robert H. Lurie Children's Hospital of Chicago where she is the nursing professional development practitioner for the ED staff. Find out how Becca's career went into pediatrics. Also, if you're a bird lover, listen to Becca talk about birding and what birds she can't believe she saw. Here is Mark to tell you more about today's podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to BCEN and Friends Podcast, where we hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCEN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you'll find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education Technology Services at BCEN, and one of your hosts for today. And I'm joined by my co-host, Janie Shoemaker, CEO at BCEN. Hi Janie. Hi Mark. So Janie, in this episode of BCEN and Friends, we have Rebecca Steinman. Janie, if you could please introduce our BCEN friend, Rebecca.
0: I sure would be happy to, Mark. Rebecca Steinman but Becca to her friends and she is our friend. So we're gonna to refer to her as Becca. Becca has been a registered nurse for 44 years and a licensed critical care clinical nurse specialist for 31 years. She started her career in the ICU, but realized she was an adrenaline junkie and transitioned to the emergency department where she has worked the past four decades. Most of this has been in urban level one trauma centers that care for patients of all ages. She has worked for 14 years in the pediatric ED at Ann and Robert H. Laurie Children's Hospital of Chicago, where she is the nursing professional development practitioner for the ED staff. Becca holds six national certifications, three of which are from BCEN, and she is a fellow in in the Emergency Nurses Association. Becca, we want to welcome you to the BCEN and Friends podcast and let you know that it is so great to have you with us here today. I know that you are going to impart a lot of wisdom and really great things for our audience to think about. Thank you for inviting me.
1: So Becca, since we can now call you Becca sorry, Becca, which is great. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Did you always wanna go into nursing?
2: So no, it was, going into nursing was a default decision. I've been a nurse for over four decades and back, 40 plus years ago when you a female was going to college, there just weren't the options available that there currently are now, which probably our younger um, audience that's listening to this wouldn't even understand that. Um, but my, my parents kept saying, if you're going to college, you have two choices. You can either be a teacher or you can be a nurse. And I couldn't see myself as a teacher at all, which is funny since I spend my time now teaching Um, other people how to do things at work. Um, So I actually went nursing pre-med. So I did all the pre-med requirements because I still wasn't convinced that I really wanted to be a nurse. Um, But as I got farther and farther into my nursing studies, I decided that I had made a good choice after all. So
0: I wasn't one of the people who always wanted to be a nurse. That's really great, Becca. Um, there are so many avenues in nursing, and you've definitely worked in some of the other ones, but now you've settled in the pediatric area. Why pediatrics?
2: Yeah, I never would have thought that I would have gravitated that way. Um, as, as you mentioned, when uh, you were introducing me, um, I started my nursing career working in the ICU, which was an adult-only um, um, area. And I did that for a couple of years and got tired of taking care of bypass surgery because at that point in time, there were no doing stints for people with um, their underlying coronary artery disease. Everyone who had um, chest pain and and needed to have like some type of procedure, they all had open heart surgery. And I got tired of taking care of those patients. We used to do about 35 of them a week. Um, So I thought, well, I'll try the CCU. the coronary care unit and I was never more bored in my life because in the coronary care unit you want to keep everybody nice and calm and quiet which was not what I really enjoyed the most um and we had we were moving a lot at that point in time from my husband's career and we had moved to the Detroit area and ACLS was new at that time but I had taken ACLS and when I applied for my new job, and they saw that I had ACLS. They're like, "Oh, why don't you interview for the emergency department?" Um, so that's how I ended up in the emergency department. Um, I had thought I was going to be an ICU nurse, um, but you take what comes along. Um, so I had always worked with um, predominantly with in in big big academic centers that see all age groups, and I very much enjoyed the children, um, but I didn't consciously make the decision to do only peds until we moved to Chicago. Um, And I took a position at a hospital that I didn't realize at the time, really only saw adults, and I missed the kids. Um, So I pursued options for for doing pediatrics on the side, um, like as a contingent position. And I enjoyed it so much that I just decided to switch and just do the, do the children. So that's how I ended up in peds.
0: Wow, that's neat. What if, do we may have some nurses listening that really wanna work in peds. Any advice for them? Um, I think with the move in
2: recent uh, decades to having um, a lot of care outpatient wise, the number actually pediatric nurses, particularly in hospitals is, is very limited because a lot of hospitals have actually closed their pediatric units. Um, They may have a med surge adult floor where they see children periodically, but um, actually having like a floor of just um, children in most hospitals, um, there just isn't such a thing. Um, I think the best thing to do is if, obviously the best, the very best thing to do would be to Um, Apply to an internship at a pediatric hospital um, to begin your career. Um, Those are also fairly limited. But I think at least just getting some experience underneath your belt. um, I very much believe that ICU experience is wonderful for teaching you all the pathophys. Um, I think med surge nursing is great for teaching you a lot of time management and just basic uh, nursing skills. Um, but it's very—I I think that at this point in time, it's much more difficult to get into pediatric nursing than it used to be in the past because there's limited number of pediatric units. Yeah. Um, if you like primary care, there's always the route of working in the pediatrician's office. There's also school nursing. Um, most school districts do employ school nurses to um, to take care of the um, students at their schools, including a lot of children with special needs. I think that's a huge niche as well um, for, for pediatrics. Um, so I don't know if that really answers your question, Janie, or not.
0: Yeah, it does. That's really helpful. I, I mean, we get questions from nurses a lot about, oh, I really, I really love pediatrics. What can I, you know, how do I get into it? So that, I think that's helpful to know those things. And certainly I'm sure you would agree that if you end up in a mixed department that sees both adults and kids, at least you've got some kids, right? You've got, you to yeah. see some of them. So um, I also think, you know, um, making
2: yourself as marketable as you can with 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 children, whether that's taking you know a pals course from you know through the American Heart Association um, to learn about pediatric resuscitation or or um, other just pediatric courses that may be out there um, is always helpful as well. Especially if you're looking to move to a pediatric position.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Uh, now, Becca, you have been a loved and cherished BCEN volunteer for a lot of years, and you've been, speaking of pediatric uh, uh, courses and things, uh, We BCEN, of course, has the Certified Pediatric Emergency Nurse, and you've been instrumental. In fact, you're our current chairperson for that uh, exam group. Um, so you've been volunteering for many, many years, working on this, um, and, you know, it, it's... Uh, we've got over 5,000 C pins now and it's, it's going really strong. Um, What would you say to us about your volunteer experience and, and should others think about getting involved in things like this?
2: Absolutely. If you have the time, um, it's a wonderful opportunity to just network with people who know much more than you do. It gets you exposed to so many different avenues and, and, in people and influencers of where nursing is headed. Um, I was very fortunate to, to um, be an item writer for the CPEN exam uh, when the exam was first created. I was one of the um, individuals that had been pushing for a, a, a specialty um, exam for pediatric emergency nurses only because I was already a certified emergency nurse at that time and I had been for for probably a decade. Um, But when I moved to working strictly in the pediatric emergency department, I worked with so many colleagues who wanted to become certified, but really didn't have any of that adult experience behind them um, to really prove that the certified emergency nursing exam was the way they wanted to go I'm sure they could have studied and done it, um, but it was not their area of specialty. Um, so, when the decision was made to uh, to actually move forward with creating that exam, I felt like I I was so fortunate to be be selected as one of the item writers and continue to work towards making sure that nurses who have chosen this this specialty um, have the opportunity to. Uh, to to prove to themselves and to their colleagues and to the public that they do have this specialized um, body of
0: knowledge. That's great. That's awesome. We love having you as a volunteer.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So Becca, what words of wisdom do you have for nurses, for our audience out there? What words of wisdom would you have for them?
2: I would say probably the the one big piece of advice is to always be curious. I think when you're always curious, that, that basically um, forces you to always be like thinking about what's happening, um, looking for opportunities, um, learn, and also taking the opportunity to, to learn more because you're curious about what's going on. Um, I think that's really served me well. Every time that I, I thought that I wasn't, I, I was getting like bored by what I was doing, that was time to like, Become curious about something else and like start pursuing it.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. In your view, you know, as far as nurses and any occupation, lifelong learning is lifelong learning. You know, we're always learning, always gaining information, always seeing new things. So, in your view, why is lifelong learning critical for nurses?
2: I think it's critical for nurses because first of all, I I think it keeps keeps you challenged, um, and you have to be challenged to grow. Um, both personally and professionally, um, so lifelong learning is what is 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 like I think one of the the big keys to staying engaged um, and also in staying up to date. Um, I've seen a lot of things change in forty years of nursing. Um, most of it good, some of it maybe not so good. But I think there's the rate of just technology and knowledge growth and evidence-based practice and what's the latest research. I think those are all areas that you we have to keep up to date on so that we're doing the very best that we can for
0: the public that we're serving. Agree. Yeah. Becca, I love what you said about being curious and you know, to me, I think about some of the <clears throat> patients I've taken care of over the years, and I didn't quite understand what was happening. And you'd go home and you'd hit the books and try to figure out, okay, what did I just see? Um, and, and this whole concept of lifelong learning and how critical it is just to try to do your best to stay up. I mean, it's almost impossible, the, the things that are coming at us so quickly, you couldn't possibly consume it all if you wanted to. But it's so important to have that curiosity and that lifelong learning. And you are definitely a shining example of that. Um, and, and that shows through in the work that you help BCEN in with that CPIN exam. Um, you know, it's come so far with your expertise and leadership. Um, and it's because you yourself are curious and you are a lifelong learner and you really know your stuff. Um, and that's that's just so great. I mean, if I ever had a uh, a grand, well, I'm, I'm into grandchildren now, so if I ever had a grandchild that was in need of, of emergency care, I would certainly want somebody like yourself to look in on them. Um, so sure do wanna thank you for I'm, all the lives I know you've touched over the years with that curiosity and that lifelong learning. is so important. Um, so now, you know, BCEN is trying to help nurses with lifelong learning. So not only do we offer certification exams, but now we also offer opportunities for that very thing, that lifelong learning. So I wonder, Becca, if you have any uh, advice for BCEN with this new focus that we've taken on with lifelong learning for our for our certificate holders and any other nurse out there that wants to take a look at our learning opportunities. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really having your
2: ear to like what's what's new and what's the latest trends. Um, I, I think that's, as you already mentioned, Janie, there's so much information coming all the time. Um, somebody, you know, having a, having like a, a place of truth where you can go, um, you know that the information that you're getting is top-notch. Um, it's being presented in an interactive forum. So I just not being, being watching something and being talked at. Um, but I'm actually engaged in the learning process itself, uh, which I think um, BCEN's uh, learning platform has, has is doing for, for learners is, tr- is truly like an, an exceptional um, opportunity. Um, I think it'll be gradually imp- important over the next coming years to actually get that information out there so that more people know what's actually available mm-hmm. because most states do require contact hours for your licensure, whether you, you're a cert- certificate or not. Although we would obviously encourage everyone to be certified in their area of nursing specialty. Um, I, I I think the big opportunity is like that interactive learning. I think you learn more that way as well.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. That's great advice. And um, we will need to hold ourselves accountable. And I know you'll help us remain accountable to that interactive learning and staying on top of trends and really being on top of what's going on in the industry. That's really critical. Uh, So people have the most up-to-date information. So thank you for that advice. Okay Mark, our favorite our favorite uh, time of the podcast here has arrived. I'm going to let you start it off.
1: All right, we we call this a, a rapid fire questions. Not that we ask them quick. I'm not sure why we call it rapid fire questions, but that's what we call it. So okay. So Becca, think about this one. Well, what would you be doing if you were not in nursing? So you've been nursing, you know, a lot of your life and was there anything else you know before you got into nursing? That oh, I could have taken a different path, and I would have been or went to or.
2: Yeah, I definitely thought about the the physician route. Um, although I'm very glad that that's not what I what I ended up doing, um, for a whole host of different reasons. I think that physicians and nurses have very different focus. Although, um, it's all on trying to, trying to make people give people. The best health that they can possibly have. Um, I think I would. I would like to be a veterinary assistant if I wasn't a nurse. Cool. That's always something I always thought. Well, maybe I'll retire and I'll go back and become a veterinary assistant. But I think when I'm ready to retire, I'm ready to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I think after forty-four years, it, 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 it's it is it's starting to become become something to think about. <laughs>
1: So as far as veterinarian, uh, do you have any pets?
2: I have a, I have the world's stupidest cat uh named Lightning, um, who every day acts like his water dish is a brand new phenomenon. Um, and he has it takes him about five minutes to figure out how to drink out of it. Um yeah, he's he's quite something else.
1: <laughs> so now I'm gonna ask you three questions and uh you can answer one, two, or three or all of them, but what is your favorite book at this time, at least? What's your favorite book now?
2: Yeah, I don't really have a favorite book. I'm very much into audio books right now um, mm-hmm. and reading through different authors. Um, I have favorite authors. I still love Edgar Allan Poe.
1: Great, <laughs> that, that's good, it's super. How about a favorite movie?
2: I'm an, I'm an oldie, I love Fantasia.
1: Oh yes, very back, good.
2: Back to Disney
1: <laughs> brings back memories. Very good movie, yes. And how about a song? Any song that inspires you or that you like?
2: Not really. I I I'm not really into a lot of music. More classical stuff than anything else, and most of that doesn't really have have words. I love box fugues um, because of the intricacies of the rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not really a I'm not really a song type person, I don't think.
1: No problem. Or the music from Fantasia. That was good.
2: Yeah, I love uh, the Stravinsky, The Night on Bald Mountain.
1: Absolutely. No, super. Excellent. Janie, why don't you ask the next one? And I see we have a little note on our stuff here about something that you could ask her about.
0: Yes, Becca, I want to know. Um about your hobbies or interests because I know that you're very busy with your work as uh, in, the, in at Lori's Children's there. I know. I know. And your volunteer work. I know that keeps you busy. So but I also know that you do have a couple of hobbies or interests, um, one of which I'm really hoping you're going to talk about with us because I have the same interest. in. so let me let me ask you what those are. Well, um, I my my and I love to knit.
2: Um, so I take the train to and from work every day. So I always have a knitting project. Um, and I've been known to sit at um, different BCEN uh, board meetings and knit as well. Um, because I'm one of those people, I just don't sit very well, I need to be doing something. But probably my big hobby is birding. Um, yes. <laughs> this is, and I got into this from my husband who um, We'd always had bird feeders outside the house and got, for whatever reason, very interested in, in learning all the birds and their calls and going out to see them. Um, so I'm not very good with the binoculars and actually finding the, finding the birds in the trees, but I'm a great spotter. Um, so I spot the birds for him. Um, we were just out this morning um, hiking around. I just love being outside. Mm -hmm. um and it's a wonderful opportunity to get exercise and um this is migration season so all the warblers were out this morning so this is prime birding season in chicago and today was the first day that we didn't that we didn't have a frost warning in the last three days so um all the birds came up from the south um overnight
0: that's great yeah that's what i was hoping you were going to talk about um yeah, I, I got interested in it a couple of years ago. I remember you and your husband going out to do some birding. You had your binoculars. We were, we were at a meeting together. And um, and I think it was after you left that, that meeting, it was in Arizona, if you remember. And I saw this beautiful bird, and I'd never seen it before. And I was lucky enough to get a picture of the bird. And of course, who did I send the picture to? I sent it to Becca, because Becca would know what kind of bird this is. And it was a roadrunner. It was so cool. And you said... <laughs> Those are really hard to see. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I saw a Roadrunner. I talked about it for weeks. So um, (laughs) now I've gotten into birding. It's really fun. And I have a pair of binoculars and I hope to be able to go with you sometime, uh, even if it's for an hour and do some birding because I know you would teach me a lot.
2: So. So it's a fun hobby and it worked well, even with COVID. It's one of the few things that you could still do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: As far as birding, is there one bird that you recall that like, wow, I can't believe I've seen that bird?
2: A quetzal. Um, they're birds from Costa Rica. It's actually their like national bird. The feathers on the males are just so long. It, the bird itself is probably several feet, including the tail feathers. Wow.
0: wow. Very, very neat.
1: Exciting. Yeah, thank you. Well, Becca, you know, I want to thank you for your time today, for joining us for this episode of BCN and Friends. So truly, thank you so much for sharing your time, your stories, and just being with us as a friend. Thank you.
2: Once again, thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome. And to all our listeners, we hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with BCN and Friends and bring you new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at bcen.org. I am Mark Eggers here with Janie Shoemaker, and on behalf of the entire BCEN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time.